got to get used to that little voice. Uh, good afternoon, everybody, or good morning, depending on where we are. It is so lovely to see you all here today for our mindset coaching call. These are my favorite ways to end the week. I'm so glad we have these every Friday. Really going to miss them when this class wraps up. Um, but the good news is that every time we have the next round of the class, there'll be more coaching calls. And as existing students, you are always invited to future calls as well as the ones right now. So that applies for the application calls as well as these calls. So you're never, you're never done. You can always come back for more. Um, a couple of bits of housekeeping I wanted to run through for you today. Um, we have, I've just scheduled with Kimberly, um, Kimberly Espinel, who is a food stylist. And she also self-published a book on food styling that's done fantastically well. She has like 100,000 Instagram followers. Her photography is breathtaking. And she's going to be doing a live styling workshop with us on Monday. So I'm sorry it's such short notice. Um, I think it's Monday at midday. In. I'm going to make sure it's on the Facebook group today. And we're going to use tea and toast because she wanted it to be something that everyone had to hand. So... Grab your tea, grab your toast and join us live if you can. If not, don't worry, the replay will be there. Um, and I'll pop up a thread so if anyone's got any questions that they want to ask if they can't be there um, for Kimberly as well. And um, did I have another thing? Maybe that was everything. <laughs> oh, no, I do have a second thing. Um, Sally and I have been doing a little bit of an extra bonus project for you guys as well. As we've been doing these weekly coaching calls, both of us have been like disappointed that we've not managed to always answer everybody's questions just because of time constraints and, uh, you know, obviously like there's only so much time in an hour. So what we have decided to do is we are taking some of the questions and sometimes if there's like overlapping themes in the questions, we are kind of shaping them into like one question. And then she and I are recording an hour long podcast episode where we just try and answer the question between us. Um, so we've recorded two of those already. We're gonna start putting them into the industry podcast feed. So um, we've kept them anonymous just so that to listeners like you don't feel like you're necessarily being exposed to an unlimited audience uh yeah we've got a couple of those coming up so i will um i will post in the facebook group and let you know when they're ready and you'll get an email as well but yeah i'm hoping we'll do uh several of those and kind of drip them out so that you've just got some extra stuff to be listening to and working on as you move on from week six Okay, Sally, are you here with me? I am here. Yes, I am. Quietly. How are you doing, my love? I'm good, thank you. I muted myself. That's the best way of keeping me quiet, really. It's the equivalent of sitting on my hands. If I haven't got the hands going, I can't talk. The mute button's pretty good, too. Um, is Ranty Sally coming today? Is she going to be appearance? <laughs> Ranty Sally's never far away, really. <laughs> Okay. I got Get some very beautiful her. comments actually after last week. Like, Randy Sally. It's like, oh no. Randy Sally did make appearance one of the podcasts we recorded as well, didn't she? Yeah. she? She was great. She had a lot to say. Okay. Um, should we get started? Do you want to introduce yeah. yourself, Sally? I'm sure everybody knows who you are by now, but maybe it's good to go just in case. Well, you never know. Hello, everyone. My name is Sally Hardy, aka Ranty Sally. He feels very passionately that all of you guys should be, should be, 
all of your guys have the potential to live your full life, making bucket loads of money in your business as your full, authentic, wholehearted, 100% self. That is my focus. I absolutely love coaching in here with you guys because there is such a huge amount of inspiration for me in the work that you're producing and I love um, hopefully unfurling some of those layers which allows you to express it. So I'm Sally Hardy underscore coach at Instagram if you want to come find me I would love to catch up with you guys. Awesome okay I thought today we could start with Lindsay. Lindsay McLean are you here? If you're here, unmute yourself and say Yes, hello. I'm here. Hi. How are you doing? Hi. I'm well. Awesome. Is this terrifying for you? <laughs> um, you know, I waited till the last minute to put my thing in. And I was like, this is it. It's the last week. If you're going to be like honest and show up, do it. And then I was like, <gasps> <laughs> so too late well, now. I'm here. We're all friends here, I promise you. Like, it'll be as scary as your brain is telling you. Would you like to just talk through the question you submitted for everyone who's not seen it? Yes. So just quickly, last year I did the Insta Retreat for the first time and I had been struggling with the fact that I had moved back to America from Switzerland uh, five years prior. And through the course, I realized that this was where I really wanted to be. And magically, lots of work. Um, I'm back here now in Switzerland. And I remember last year going through and thinking, once I get back there, I'm going to like be free to go after my dreams. And it's going to be amazing. And this huge hurdle of getting back seemed literally impossible. And then I did it. And I'm here. I'm so excited. And I have camera rolls full of gorgeous photos and videos and reels that I've made and I'm not sharing anything because I have this awful guilt um, about leaving my family behind and it really is awful I feel like I can't it's like in my brain I know like hey this is your life you get to live it, you get to do what you want. And then inside my body is just this terrible, anxious feeling and I'm stuck. And I can see it's like a really painful thought for you somewhere in there. It really is. It's like, I don't even want to admit it, but I can see now I'm not gonna get anywhere unless I do. Cause I decided, okay, I'll do the course again. Now I'm back here the perfect time to jump back in and do it and so it's like all the pieces are there but I'm afraid to put them together Mm. I feel like there's two things going on here one is you did what we're all taught to do by like the media and school and everything which is like change your circumstances and your environment to make yourself happy like we think when I get to America, I'll be happy. When I get to America, I'll know what to post. When I get to America, all my problems will disappear and I'll be happy. And then you get there and you're like, oh no, I still have the same brain. I still have the same, all of the same things in the way or just slightly different flavors of the same thing. Yes. Yeah, you bring it with you. Right. And that's because it's not really our circumstance that creates how we feel. It's our thoughts about the circumstances 
that create how we feel. So you have this feeling of guilt, really, you know, you, you're able to name it so well, you know, this feeling of guilt. What's the thought that creates it? Oh, I guess. Or the belief, maybe. I guess it just comes back to that thing, like, like, how dare you? That kind of voice, like, oh, who do you, like, why do you think you should get that? And why like, do you think you should? I guess because I was just kind of too big and too, I don't know, I just really want to live really creatively. And I've spent a lot of time telling myself that I'm not any more creative than anyone else. But I actually realized that's not true. Like some people don't care about being creative. Why would you, <laughs> so... Why would you tell yourself that that sounds unhelpful at every level? <laughs> I think it is. I think it, I think it kind of goes back to this idea that you, you can't like life has to be work somehow, or it has to be. If you're not unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Then you yeah. do. Cool. So tell me what's wrong with you leaving your family. Why is that bad? My mom is older now. Um, but she's perfectly healthy. Um, I guess I just feel a lot of obligation. Like I should be there. I mean, that was why I moved back to America in the first place was pressure from her. And then I regretted it and then it became resentment. So I left again because it, was, it wasn't ideal, but then I feel like that's my fault too. And so, while I was there, I never talked about Switzerland. I never um, was honest that way and open, but now I'm here in Switzerland. So obviously <laughs> I can't be like dishonest about it, but now I feel this inclination to hide how happy I am because I feel like maybe they don't want me to be happy. They want me to like, be dutiful instead and like serve a duty you said you feel the sense of obligation so sticking with the idea that every feeling is created by a thought what's the okay. thought that makes you feel obligation um I guess it's like a a progression like this is what you're supposed to do you know, you finish uni, you go off and <clears throat> maybe do a year abroad or something. And then you go back home and like buy the house and have the picket fence. And like, there's like a list. There's like this list. According Does to that you. Make sense? Who's, who's got the list? Who's checking it off for you? I mean, it seems like everybody in my family has the list and really a lot of society too. I guess it feels like pressure from everywhere. And like somehow I'm doing something wrong by breaking out of that. I hear you. I, I, I think a lot of people here are gonna be resonating with that. But what's fascinating is this, if you 
tell yourself every day, there's a list and I'm not conforming to it and I'm breaking the rules. Your brain is going to find so much evidence to prove that all of the time. Like people disapprove of me. I'm not doing it right. Everyone doesn't want me to be happy because you believe there is a list and I'm not following the rules. Yeah. And you might like your reasons for not following those rules. It sounds like you kind of do. Mm -hmm. You've done that work, which is why you've, you've, you've made this leap and you've taken this courage and you know, you've done so much work on uncovering like you're a creative person, but this belief that everyone else is holding the list and checking it off against you. Like, do we know that that's true? No, not everyone. Probably not everyone, right? And also like even people who you maybe feel like you have evidence for, like mom who said, when are you gonna do this? <laughs> or like, why aren't you here? Like quite possibly, is not scrutinizing absolutely everything you do all of the time to see if it conforms to her list. Like, Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. It's good to know what's possible. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they run so deep, like Sally's just saying this in the chat, socialized beliefs run so deep and they feel like the truth. And we create a rule book of how we should live. Moving away from the rule book takes bravery and conflict that comes up from it can actually be a great sign that you are choosing you over a cultural construct. It, it takes so much courage. Oh. It takes so much That's courage nice. to live differently to what you have been told is normal. I know this too. I, my family are all very much like you buy a house in the suburbs, you get a job that you stay in for life, you have at least two children, and nobody leaves Manchester, the city that we were all born in. That's where we have to be. And I was like, I'm going to move to the countryside and quit my job. <laughs> they did not. They did not see it. <laughs> they still don't see it, but they can see I'm happy, which is something. So what for you is like the biggest problem in all of this? What's the bottom line that's getting in the way for you? I think... I guess I just, that, that feeling of, um, like, I don't want to be bragging or that person that's like showing off online all the time. And I don't want them to see and be like, either hurt or um, spiteful or, mm -hmm. or to think it's a lie. <laughs> so just recognize for a minute here first of all that you believe that you have control of their feelings like you're giving yourself responsibility for that oh you're right yeah like what I post on Instagram will determine the thoughts and feelings of my family like that's just it's a lot of responsibility to put on yourself um mm -hmm. And I would argue it's probably not true because as we know, it's just our thoughts that create our feelings and they could have any thought, right? They could look at it and go, oh, that reminds me, I need to go shopping <laughs> and have a completely different feeling than the one that you think that you're going to create for them. Yeah, true. It's just helpful to know what... 
how many family members are we talking about here? It's a pretty big group. So, I mean, in my immediate family, five people, but then with like the closer cousins, maybe more like 10. And then with, with all of them, it's like 25 or Okay, so we're trying to control the minds of 25 people <laughs> through Instagram. <laughs> and do they all follow you? Is your elderly mother on Instagram? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I know. Okay. Uh, and your thought about posting on Instagram is what in relation to this? So if our circumstances up to 25 family members will see my content you think I guess it's more like Instagram becomes this little laboratory for me where I can go try something or ask myself hey does this feel like me does this feel genuine I think going through this whole process of figuring out what I need and want in my life and then going after it, it's been so scary. There's a piece of me that feels like I don't deserve it. And then there's just a lot of insecurity about, you know, how do I, like, I really want to be a writer. So, sorry, um, I, don't I feel like it's even hard for me to say that out loud for some reason. I guess I feel like they're going to see me and they're going to think, oh, that will never work. Or there will be like a bunch of schadenfreude. And then if I fail somehow, they'll delight in that because uh, okay. it is kind of a dysfunctional family. So the thought is what, like they want to see me fail? I'm going to yeah. fail? No, I think they want to see me fail. Like, I think that they're all flabbergasted that I made it this far. So they're like, oh. you know, and like, that's so terrible. And and it could be untrue. That could be partly my interpretation. But there have been enough conversations that got heated and got kind of nasty where people have said things. And, and so then I know that that's not really the case. Um, yeah, I guess I'm really afraid of failing at the things that I do in front of my family, not other people. It's funny. I guess it's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Or I'm afraid to do it in the first place because I wish there were some way I could do it without them seeing or I feel so guarded mm. like I've been really hurt by them and that was part of the reason that I was able to get up the courage to move away again from the family nest was because I didn't feel supported there anyway but now even though I'm far away it's like you said at the start where you can leave but all these pieces can come with you and now it feels like the internet is this blessing and a curse. 
Well, yeah, because unless you go and live in a cave where they cannot see you, even then though, they're going to have thoughts about you, right? Unless you you're right. Like, even if somebody died, like, I would still imagine what they would say to me. <sighs> and what is so interesting about this, and I relate to it a lot, I'm sure other people do too, is there's something so core when it's our family. And it's interesting that you said somewhere in there, like, you sometimes think I don't deserve it. And often when we are so frightened of, are you still there because your screen is frozen? Can you Uh-oh. I can oh, no. hear you. Okay, that's good. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. Um, often when we're really frightened of our family or of people thinking a certain thing about us, part of the reason can be because we kind of think it might be true about us too, or we think we'll have to believe it if they think it or say it. Yeah. Well, you've practiced doing that for a long time, right? When you're brought up by these people and they're the formative people in your life and they're the people who love you or are supposed to love you and they teach you certain beliefs about yourself that it sounds like you've worked hard to pick through and choose the ones that you want to keep and the ones that you find to be true. But it is easy to be pulled back into past beliefs for moments, for days, not necessarily for forever. So I'm curious, Mm -hmm. the thought we had there was they want to see me fail. How do you rate your chances of success or failure on Instagram, whatever it is you want to do? Do you think you're going to fail? What even is failing? Like, how would you define failing in this context? Yeah, I guess just not... Maybe it's about some desire to impress them Mm. (laughs) you know like maybe I will win their respect if I do something spectacular and they'll all go wow (laughs) I didn't know she had it in her (laughs) what would be easier than to believe about yourself if they all thought wow about you um that I am that would make me feel like, yes, I am talented and I am successful. And I haven't just uh, moved around to the point that I never built anything up. Like I, I'm not a flake. I'm not a screw up. I mean, it'd be all these great things. (laughs) Right. I have some fantastic news for you, Lindsay. You're allowed to think (laughs) all of those things about yourself without your family thinking anything. Okay. They're all, they're all allowed to be true, regardless <laughs> of what your family thinks. We don't have to wait until they're impressed to start believing it. Because then you're making wow contingent on controlling the minds of other people. I, I had never thought of it like that sentence, like me trying to control their mind in a nice way like we do it for the good reason we're like if you will just think this then I'll be able to feel happy because you all just like I'll just do all these things and we end up being kind of devious and we're like pulling all these strings desperately to try and get ourselves to a place where we can feel the way we want to feel but it's so much easier and easier 
to just practice the thoughts and the beliefs for ourselves and work on the stuff that you believe regardless of what they think yeah especially because like maybe what's going to impress your elderly mother is completely different to what's going to impress your cousin to what's going to impress you like yeah this is this is a very complicated plan (laughs) (laughs) it really is and you know I think on some level I think well I wish they could just respect that what I like is different from what they like and and that's true I, I do wish that but now after this little exchange, I'm like, but I can't make them do that. Yeah. Like, I'm allowed to want it. And, it. and they don't have to understand either. Like, no, I guess. I've been there. I remember thinking on the run up to my wedding, I was like, I want my wedding to show my whole family that the way I live, like, it was in a, like a cow shed. It was just full of wildflowers. It was not what my family wanted. And I was like, this day needs to be perfect. Like the whole basically purpose of my wedding was to try and show my family that my way of living was acceptable and right. And of course that's not what they came and thought. And then I like had totally just like wasted all my joy and enjoyment in the build up to the wedding because I was trying to control other people's brains. Yes. So uh, yes, that feeling, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, like that's not like there's probably nothing you can do to control their thoughts. So if we just let that go, what if you just your job, your only job on Instagram, in your conversations with your family, in all of those interactions, is just to show up as the person you want to be the daughter you want to be, the cousin you want to be, the niece you want to be, the creative you want to be. And it doesn't matter how they receive it. That's up to them, that's their choice. We have to let the people be people, right? They're entitled to their opinions. They're allowed to think anything they want, but if you can show up in integrity every time and come away and go, I was 100% myself, I was loving, I was open, whatever the values are that really matter to you. Mm -hmm. Nothing to feel guilty about. Yeah. Yeah, because it would be a way to not enjoy this life, the whole thing. (laughs) Right? And it's such a simple rule, like what does being in, in integrity of being Lindsay look and feel like that's your job like you're certainly not going to be able to show them that you've made right decisions or that you're creative or that you you know you're capable or any of those things by not being you (laughs) by trying to be someone else yeah and I'm so interested like your thought was they want to see me fail on Instagram just a thought not a fact it's just a belief that your brain's been maybe offering to you and that makes you feel just defeated Mm. and that question what is it to fail on Instagram 
to you in that context? Um, well, I guess one of the goals I've had is to eventually monetize my account and get sponsorships. And so I guess not getting those things would feel like a failure. Um, would it be a failure in their eyes, like this projected failure? Or are you imagining more like you didn't get more than 10 likes so they'll think it's a failure or like? Yeah, I mean, I guess, like I really enjoy my Instagram community and it's really supportive. And so that's actually been a place that I feel like so good when I go there, <laughs> um, even though they are watching. Um, but so on that, on that front, I guess I haven't failed at all. Um, I guess just, yeah, I think that there's a lot. I think there's this idea that like, if it doesn't make money, it's not really worth anything. Um, and how much money do you make by not posting anything on Instagram? <laughs> is that working? I can tell you for sure it's zero. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Okay. So actions we take when we feel defeated. We don't post. <laughs> what else are you doing when you're feeling that defeated, believing that they want to see you fail? Um, well, I drink more and <laughs> I avoid lots of things. Like I kind of avoid it like it kind of becomes universal, like, oh, I have laundry. I'd rather not do it. I guess I won't. Things pile up. Then I feel like, oh, it just becomes very, like, stuck in the mud, that paralyzation kind of. How are you talking and to then I, head then once you get there? Oh. It's like, oh, I am a mess or I can't get it my shit together like so you kind of yeah yourself up and are those things that you've been told by your family in the past um yeah yeah yes my sister has been very vocal about okay you know, so you're like re revisiting like families negative comments in your head yeah. and how do you show up with your family like in phone calls or text messages or anything when you're in that um, they want to see me fail headspace I'm a little ashamed to say I've kind of been avoiding them mm -hmm. because I can yeah uh, and then the yeah. result of all of that is you create failure for yourself you kind of like make yourself fail yeah you give yourself a chance to succeed at all just from that thought that they want to see me fail on Instagram because the thought always creates our feeling and so you get into that defeated feeling and then you go into that spiral you're not posting you're creating it sounds like but you're not doing you're not putting it out there you're not letting anyone see it so you're not building up towards mm -hmm. monetization which is the whole goal then you're also like not doing things in your day-to-day -day life which you have a whole lot of judgment about because someone gave you some judgment years ago and you decided to keep hold of that and beat yourself up with it when you're in this headspace and you're avoiding your family. 
So you're out of integrity with yourself. You're not being the person that you do know that you can be. And so you, you don't create the success that you want in the world. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what we all do. Like this loop, this pattern is playing out in all of our heads all of the time. And it's why it's so good to be able to spot these thoughts and kind of see where they take us. Because you can keep that thought if you want it. If you think that that's a result that you're happy with, you can keep thinking they want to see me fail. I guess this just gives me so much more control than I thought I had. Which is at once like wonderful and terrifying. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's fascinating is you think you have control over everyone else's feelings, but you also believed that you had no control over your own. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's actually the other way around. So kind of the challenge wow. for you maybe to find a thought that allows you to show up and create a feeling inside of you that gives you different actions, that drives different actions. In fact, let's just quickly do it. How do you want to feel? Okay. How do you want to feel when you show up on Instagram, when you look around your house? Um, like peaceful and calm and beautiful, um, inspired. Pick, and You could pick one that's going to drive all that action that you want to take. Just one. Um, confident confident I guess yeah okay what is a thought so we're keeping the circumstance the same remember because we don't need to change Mm -hmm. it so up to 25 family members might see what I post on Instagram and have thoughts yep what do you want to think what can you think that will make you feel confident Um, they're allowed their own reaction and it's not, it's not mine or like their reaction is not caused by me. Mm-hmm. Or, Does that make you feel confident? Yeah. Okay. Actually it does. Yeah. The reaction is not caused by me. Well, like sometimes I like to be like, I am not responsible for other people's thoughts and feelings. Like you can play around with your wording. And then if you were thinking, yes, their reaction is not caused by me. It's not my responsibility. And you're feeling confident. What would you do? I would just like share my joy. <laughs> Online, <laughs> offline. and how do you think it would affect things like your laundry if you're feeling confident and thinking their reaction is not caused by me I don't think it would seem like a difficult thing to do things feel really difficult when I'm in that space it's like oh yeah so maybe you'd find some more ease but how would you be talking to yourself in your head like gently positively 
kindly. So then your result is going to be, you create every opportunity for success for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to realize you've been holding yourself back. I mean, I, I really blamed everyone I could <laughs> until it kind of came all the way around. <laughs> well, and that's what we want to do. Like nothing has gone wrong here. That is what our brains are programmed to do but it gives away all of our power if we stay there, if we stay yeah. in place. Whereas if we can look at like, well, what, what, what do I control here? It's not them, it's always you. Yeah. Yeah, and when it manifests as guilt, it's hard to um, pick through. It's cloudy. Yeah, well, it just, and it sounds like it just makes you shut down. It does. I never could have done what you just did, like trying to talk myself through it. But this is why we all need coaching sometimes, right? It's like yeah, I guess so. You need outside brain sometimes. That is, yeah. I don't think anyone ever reaches the point where they're like, oh, I can just do it all myself which is Sally will attest to me calling her at all sorts of hours to be like I need you to coach me <laughs> Sally did you have yeah. anything to add for Lindsay it is much easier to read the ingredients on a bottle when you're on the outside of it when you're on the inside of it you're just surrounded by whatever it is that you're swimming in and brains get stuck there that's what brains do that's why the observer effect exists that's why having a coach is an awesome thing a friend that you can talk to who's empathetic but doesn't necessarily offer you advice or agree with everything that you say aka get a coach but you know whatever um and just for anybody else who's out there who's in a similar position um one question which i find helpful whenever i'm posting which is what am i prepared to feel for my success so once i've defined whatever my success is and i would recommend that if you haven't all of you lovely people out there, if you haven't done that already, what does success mean to me? As opposed to what did it mean to my family? What does it mean to, you know, whatever. What does it mean to me? Is it time away from work? Is it a regular work schedule? Is it income? What is it? And then if that involves marketing, or if that involves moving beyond limits that are currently set for you, or moving beyond beliefs of people that you love and care about very much, what am I prepared to feel for my success? And that will answer so very many of your um, decisions in advance. I'm going to feel discomfort here. Well, that's okay. I've agreed with myself that it's okay to feel discomfort because I'm in line with me and I'm moving towards my success. It's not to say you overrule how you're going to feel, but you get to choose because life is a full platter of 50-50 emotions and some of them are shit. But some of them are shit and helpful, like discomfort or vulnerability. If you're in the right space, vulnerability is a very helpful emotion to feel so that you can connect with people. Yeah. Thank you. For I love that thing about the bottle. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Sarah. You're Thank so you, Sally. I, I really hope this has been helpful. And will you keep us posted? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. We are sending you so much love. 
Sally, would you like mm. to pick a question and we can try someone else? Yes, please. I would love to, if she's here, talk to Zuza. And I don't know if I'm saying your name right, but I hope I am. So if Zuza's here, if you can unmute. Yeah, it's me. Hi. Hi. Look at that wallpaper. I love this. People I call on, and we had flamingos a couple of weeks back. <laughs> Amazing. Clearly you're sensing my inner architectural interior designer. Oh, it's just a piece in my office, but yeah, I love it too. Well, it's perfectly positioned. <laughs> exactly. Zuza, is that saying your name right? Yeah, or is it yeah. yeah, actually it's Susanna, I'm Polish, and it's Susanna, double Z, double N. So the short term. I'll stick with Zuza. Okay. <laughs> Zuza, would you like to talk through your submission for today? Uh, thank you, calling on me. Um, yeah, so I'm a life coach from the same school like you and Sarah, and <laughs> I think I I make very dramatic the um, the fact that I would like to interact with people through Instagram, and it took me only two months to write something for my website, which is still not on. And Instagram, actually, I'm completely stopped. Like, I love to coach people and I have clients since I have them in my school. We continue now together. So this part is great. But as soon as I want to talk to them through Instagram, I feel like powerless because I don't know in which language I should speak. Like my clients are mostly American. I live in France since 25 years and I'm Polish. And um, and I don't want to be uh, rude to any of coach because I I love all the quotes and stuff, but this is not something I want to write. And I love to take pictures, but I found out and I took so many of them when I walk in the morning and I think they inspire me and they help me to think, <laughs> but I found it not appropriate for a coach website so like uh, um, instagram site so i did some nice video with the music and stuff but um i didn't know what to write with this so i have very clear goal i want to i'm sure that there is a lot of people suffering like i was suffering it took me a year to end up with my depression and really to become a new version of myself i'm here today but um i know that people don't know that i exist and i can help them so i need to tell them that i exist and i do it around myself and it works very well i was on one live uh event we had here in provence and how i that's how i get to clients but it's a little bit difficult to do it on instagram why do you need to? Um, Sorry, Sarah, I know Instagram is awesome. I'm not trying to talk anybody out of Instagram. <laughs> very good question. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> um, because for me, it was the way to communicate with people because I live in the small village where the interaction are very rare like 
the people okay. I'm meeting, it's very occasional. There are some um, creative, creative uh, creatives showing their artwork. Uh, and, and I went because it was my friend who was organizing this and, and I started for dinner with them and that's how we talk and then they reach back to me. So yeah, this was very natural. I mean, this I have no problem. And, you know, like I would love to invite all of you in Provence. We can have a nice meal. I will cook for you and I will talk about your I'm thoughts totally and how you can I'm change totally your in. life. I would so love it. What happens between this hmm. feeling that you've got right now hmm. when you're talking about meeting people, when you're talking about having your American clients, you're talking about these things that it seems to have happened quite organically, quite naturally, you said. Hmm. What happens? when you go on Instagram? Words. Like, I need to put it into the words. Do you? Well, I can show you the video I did. <clears throat> like, I found it very inspiring, but I don't think that it shows to people that I can help them. So you can have me over for a meal and you can tell me about my thoughts and you can... Yeah, I would love help to. Help me understand what's have... going on in my world. Yeah. So how come you're not having a dinner party with Instagram? Um, yeah, I was actually thinking about, you know, like even showing some, because when I coach, I use uh, um, food terminology and, and all around cuisine vocabulary, <laughs> because I love to cook. And I think that life is always, there's a lot of very similar situation. And, um, and and I could do it while I cook as well. So I was thinking about it. And there is someone I, I helped her to lose weight and and I end up by making a little recipe for her as well. So I coach her while she's watching me preparing a recipe. And, and I already have so many ideas about retreats I could organize here for people so we can just have an amazing time and for our body and soul and minds. But I'm just trying to get to the, that little <laughs> nugget of it because you have what sounds like a very gorgeous, authentic way of coaching. You use terminology that may not be commonplace in the life coaching market, you are unique. You are one in seven billion unique, totally original. They broke the mold. And something happens in your head whenever you open that Instagram app that tells you, I can't write, I don't know what language to write in, they're not understanding me. My actual real life isn't appropriate. It's only inspiring to me. I'm not connecting. I can't connect. Yeah, it, it's really There's like, something underneath those thoughts. Well, my like, brain if you is think very... of those thoughts as like, if you think of those thoughts as dishes on a table, they're mm -hmm. being held up by the table. So I'm curious as to what that table looks like. What's well, the underbelief? There is one very loud thought, which is um, like, I'm very, I think it's, I know much more coaches who are introvert and extrovert. 
I'm an extrovert and still coach and it doesn't bother me. And of course, I, it does not resonate with everyone, but that's the way how I am. And, uh, <laughs> but I have very strong thought that this is not really very useful to be a good coach. Actually, to help people, I should have great writing skills. Okay. Is that true? No, I, I no. Well, I open. <laughs> I'm, but I think you're actually in the coaching paradox. Yeah. I think you're right in that I'm a coach, therefore I should be able to manage my mind around this. There's lots, and I have this thought, and I know logically that that doesn't make any sense, and 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 and, and judgment comes in. Comes oh, a knocking at the door. Oh, oh no, no. I mean, like to be honest there is not the only one judgment. Like, of course, I'm not good enough. Of course, they're better than me. Of course, people will never understand me because of my accent and stuff and blah, 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 blah. But like, I just try to constrain myself into Instagram so you don't sure. get everything on your head. But- um, So I can take everything. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm good plate spinner. But what I'm curious about this, table thought that all the plates are laid out on of I'm not good enough. So far you've expressed, I can't write, I won't be understood. And as far as I see it, you did write your submission and I think I understood it. You don't believe that you're going to be understood because of your accent. And I think the majority of us here would probably express that we can understand you pretty well. Okay. All of these thoughts that you have are being thrown out there by your brain because it's trying to protect you from something. And with a thought like, I'm not good enough, most probably it is trying to protect you from that thought being proved true somehow, some way out there in the world. It's a safety mechanism. Now, this is where I want to go slightly sideways. Marketing putting ourselves out there in the open flies in the face of safety, flies in the face of gentle, quiet, same as everybody else survival. It basically sticks two fingers up to the primitive part of your brain that says, hang on a minute, I, I, I don't know, you know, all of these things, if people see all of, like, I know the world wants weird, but surely they don't want my kind of weird. Like they were talking about somebody else's kind of weird because I'm like totally broken and unacceptable. They sure they didn't mean me. And when we try to overrule it by going into marketing against this part of our brain, which is all of the little neurons are firing, the amygdala's up, you're in, whatever your response is, fight, flight, fawn, I suspect yours is freeze or fit in and everything closes down. You're no longer in your prefrontal cortex. Your 4% of brain, your intentional creation is relegated because your body is in survival mode. It hunkers down and bunkers down and you get caught in thought loops. And the thought loops that you get caught in are usually the ones that have been knocking around for the longest because those are the roads that are most frequently traveled. Those are the very, very thick practiced pathways like I'm not good enough. So you're going into marketing 
with the thought of I'm not good enough. And you couple those together, well, of course you're in freeze. Of course you are. Then you add on to that contextually, you're female. <laughs> like you're just never going to be good enough. But don't be, don't be good enough because that's too much. Like we don't want you to be too much, but you need to be more than you are. So we're like, where the fuck is the fine line that we're supposed to walk there? Don't be seen. We don't want to be seen. What kind of clothes are you wearing? What are people going to think? Like all of these things. Like, I think that, you know, I, I went through such, to me, difficult period in my life that I'm really enjoying each day now. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, I don't know if it's another proof from my mind, like I'm weird, but like I'm much more afraid of what I'm thinking about myself than other people would think. Like I'm so hard on myself already. Yeah. It's me who is telling that what I want to write, it's like bullshit. Yeah. I don't think, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think that I'm afraid that you will not accept me. Like here I feel comfortable. I think that, I mean, I found all of you very gentle and nice and all all things I'm I'm reading, what you write to other people. Like I feel like, and I think even Instagram, you know, I, I'm not very afraid. I mean, first, who will read it? Like no one knows that I have an account, so there's not a big deal. But um, it's, but the first, it's it's like me. Like I just have to find the copy acceptable, and I don't. Why? It's not good enough. <laughs> like I said, what what what, what is good what enough? Or what's the like? Like when I see someone like like this woman I met the other night, like she she just heard because one friend of mine said that oh Zuza you lost so much of weight and the other friend said yes she lost lost like fifteen kilos, and and then she said like oh what what have you done as a diet and I just like diet no I said no 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 diet I mean no diet we can talk about it I mean seeing someone suffering for me is just like I just want to help her. And, and then I will not think about any marketing, any stuff. And if, and that's why I'm so hard on myself today, because like I say, okay, Zuza, you, you think that what you write to people on Instagram has no value, but this is the only way all suffering people who, who need your help can know that you exist and you don't do it. So it's like, like, but like, tell, tell me what, with that thought in mind and understanding everything that we just talked about with the central nervous system. Yeah. Tell me when you have that thought of the people out there need me yeah. and I'm not here for them. Yeah. The people who are suffering are out there and I'm not doing it. This, this drives me mad. Like that, then I met myself. What is behind that? Why is that the thought that out of all oh, I just of the feel, I just feel that, that I behave like a, like a spoiled child, you know, who has everything because I have all, all. But what's that got to do with anything? Yeah, I know. Yeah, because so so why I, I I'm not putting myself out there. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> oh, I thought you would give me a magic pill and you will tell me. 
I know, wouldn't that be glorious? I tell you what, I would have like such a big vial of them and I would just be dispensing them beautifully. But I am in a way, and you know the magic pill and the magic pill is self-responsibility, but I want you to be conscious of the fact that your central nervous system is firing here, which has got you in a thought loop. And that thought loop is not going to be fixed by doing, it's going to be fixed by being in your body and allowing these things to process and understanding and listening to the messages so that you are then somatically calm enough so that you can do thought work. But at the minute, your 4% is burning out because it's trying to control a 96% reaction. Like this unconscious part of your brain is reacting to something. And I want to know what it's reacting to. Why are you not out there? And it might seem like I'm being really hard, but only because it seems like you want to be out there. Do you want to be out there? Yes. I I want that people know that I exist. That's already happening. I mean, do you want to be out there on Instagram? What, what do you mean? Do, do I want? Well, you've already you've already got clients. You are meeting people yeah. at art galleries, and they're coming to you for. You can yeah. have your dinner parties. You can have your retreat. So that's already happening. But specifically today, we're talking about Instagram, as you said, just to keep it a little tighter. Yeah. Do you want to be on Instagram? I think it's, it's, it's the best way to meet people um, when I'm living. Do you want to be on Instagram? You are hard on me. Oh, no, I'm not. My love. <laughs> I couldn't love you more. I could not love you more. If I really, if I would really want, I would be there because, and I'm not. Okay. But it seems like you want to want to be on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like like uh, with my private account on Instagram, I'm I'm I have a very close relationship with my friends really all over the world. Like like it's it's like a telephone before. It's like um So what's the difference between your private account and your life coach account? Oh, private account, people like my friends knows that I don't write much. I just post pictures and then I I have DM with them. So okay. I, can I just run something past you? Just spitball in here. I don't know if you've ever seen any of my posts, but some of them run into the comments. Like I, I write a load of shit. And sometimes I write two or three lines. Most often there's like my mug somewhere on that and it is uncurated as in at the minute I'm trying like a color thing and a black and white thing but you know that's as long as my patience will last and at some point I'll get it wrong and I'll be like oh for fuck's sake my people the people who I speak to the people who any one of us speak to they aren't drawn by what they don't like yeah they're drawn by what they do like. And when I express myself fully, then if they like it, they're going to like me. They're going to like how I handle my work, the safety that I provide my people, the 
unbelievable amount of love I have to shower on all of your gorgeous hearts. Because I'm all there. And if you don't like me, sometimes it feels like ass. But that's what I'm prepared to feel to show the people who I love that I have enough love for them. Yeah, and, and, and we can still love them, even if they so don't. So when you're in your private account, and they don't mind whether you write a lot or a little. Yeah. It's exactly the same in your professional account. Because if people mind whether you write a lot or a little, if people mind how you show up, they're not your people. Yeah. When you when you ask me, do you really want to be there? I think that I had some criterion in my head and it's a little bit like with the food, you know, when I invite people, I love to have a beautiful table. I love to forage some flowers in the garden and like, I love it. It's my pleasure. I start in the morning, I put the classic music on and it's like my spa day. It's cooking for my friends and, and table is beautiful. And, and, and I really, I really love to cook for them. It's like giving love. And, and, and it hurt me when one friend told me one day, like, Zuza, oh yes, come. But you know, I'm always stressed when you are coming because I don't know what to cook when you are coming. And it hurt me so much. I said, come on, you just put the cheese and some wine and we will be fine. I mean, it doesn't matter what we do to eat. Why does it, why does it not moment. matter? It's the moment we spend together. So it's the same with my account. You know, I know in my head that people don't care that, you know, like I mix up three languages and I make the same mistakes, the same words. And... <laughs> And they will accept that I don't like the quotes like everyone. And sometimes I do my own quotes that only I understand. But but I think I had this criterion in my head, like I have to have this beautiful table anyway. It must be, you know, like some some minimum must be there. Like like um like someone means my head have put some minimum standard, which is like you don't reach the standard. What is that minimum standard? What like, could, how could you interpret that minimum standard in a way that serves you? Uh, right in the way that you share some value. Don't Boom. write for writing. Don't Boom. make a garbage post. Don't you can make a garbage post. Now listen, hang on a second. The amount of people who married the guy that turned up with the wrong haircut and the, the shifty looking something and said all the wrong things. <laughs> Same. So... It's like your friend with the wine and cheese. It's not all about the presentation. It's about the moment. Of course. The moment has you there sharing yourself. That's what they're turning up for. That's the attraction. Because the pretty table, they can get anywhere else. But the recipe that you make for them yeah. at the dinner party, yeah. part of that recipe them coming but part of it is having the place set for them to be welcomed yeah. and all you're doing with Instagram is setting the table how you want to set it knowing 
but the recipe is going to change each time. You will evolve. Hmm. But it's always you at the center of it. Oh my God, it feels so much aligned with me suddenly. Like, uh, I couldn't find myself in all this marketing stuff, like your ideal client stuff. Like, it, it, and this is like, yeah, I will cook. That's why you're here. That's I, why you're in the Insta retreat. Yes. This world, yeah. uh, here comes Ranty Sally, warning, oh, requires joy, more joy in it more lights lit if my flame can spark somebody else's we are brighter together Funny. if my joy can show someone else that following joy leads you to your biggest and best expression of yourself and that is the only way to be why would you choose to be anything else why would you choose to be a role model for anything else you've got this this is your business you can do whatever the fuck you want why would you do somebody else's model no fuck that let's go a hundred percent caesar let's go full on pedal down stand by tourists i'm coming through you have got this you want to welcome them to your table Use your analogies. The magic of the metaphor is that people will find themselves in it. It leaves enough space for people to find themselves welcomed in your words. You have a beautiful heart and it shine. Get out there. And if Instagram is your place, great. But if it isn't, don't do it. I mean, it, it's stupid to not to use this opportunity to to exchange with people. Only if it brings you joy, and you can only find joy if you are safe. It's like my kids go, "Mommy, I'm bored." I'm like, "Brilliant, lucky you, because you cannot be bored if you're not safe." So you say you're bored. I say you're welcome. So when you are safe, when you find yourself safe to use Instagram, for example, with your personal one, doesn't matter what they think. The thoughts that you use. Doesn't matter what they think about how much I write. They love me. Partner with your fans. Everyone on the other side of your Instagram post is waiting for you. They're not sitting there going, oh, what the fuck? oh my God, that one's too long. Oh, that one's not long enough. Why the hell is she posting like a table and some flowers? They're there going, oh, what's she going to do today? Oh, brilliant. I can't wait. If you imagine them waiting to hear from you with bated breath, What beautiful words are going to come today? Because she talks in the food language and I get the food language. No other coach does that. Oh, I hope she's posted something today. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Thank you, Sally. You're welcome. Now I will cry just a little bit. Well, it's not a good day if I haven't made someone cry. <laughs> <laughs> Susan, thank you so much thank for sharing you. that. And Sally, thank you for that beautiful coaching. Um, I wrote in the comments, like, Susan, it just it sounds like you you have a manual for how coaches are supposed to show up on Instagram. And it's like the most boring, joyless manual in the whole world. And then you're like, well, I don't want to do that. So I'll I'll just not. But I don't know if you follow me on Instagram. You're allowed to not follow me. That's okay. Oh, I follow you since <laughs> years. And we have a lot of common friends. And I have your book. And, you know, like, um, yeah, it's... 
well, so using me as an example, I don't post quotes, I don't quote graphics. I don't post like, if you follow other people who teach Instagram, they have like flowcharts and like carousels of graphics and all the quotes and like, you'll never see that from me. Well, you might do, who knows? I might fall in love with that next. But at the moment I just post pictures of what lights me up and I talk about all sorts of unrelated stuff. And yet here you are. Here we all are in this class because it meant people could say self-select, right? It meant people could go, that's gonna be the one where I can feel safe and learn what I need to learn. That's the way I wanna show up on Instagram. I don't wanna have to follow a formula that's really restrictive because that's not me. Mm. At least I hope that's what it was. (laughs) I hope that's, that's part of the influence. And it's not held me back. What if you take inspiration, if nothing else, from that? Like, I have, what, 225,000 followers. I just post pictures of the stuff that brings me joy. And I was going to ask if you had my book. I was going to send you a copy if you don't, because I feel like she's there. (laughs) She's right now. I I love it because, like, you know, like, for example, you know, before I coach a client or after, uh, as they are most of them they're living in United States so you know I, I with friends sometimes I have to wait late and and I just get inspired with everything with the snake which I woke up which I met in the morning when I was walking or with the beautiful books and you know like I, I love it because and it helps me also for coaching after that's what we need to see oh my goodness an Instagram full of this full of everything you shared with us here the food your story of how you've pulled yourself out of that dark place, the things that light you up, the 3 a.m. calls to America where you're like filling your time, everything, my goodness, so much beautiful, magical story there. And you're like sitting on this pile of treasure going, I've just got nothing. Yeah, no, I haven't got anything to (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you, and thank you really everyone who has shared his story here because each time it was like a bomb and i think watching other being so vulnerable and showing their own story it helped us as well to to light and to open some little sometimes still hidden parts of our self thank you so much everyone really i appreciate it i'm so glad that i was here and i was having 100 questions like you know like when i was showing everyone uh, account i was like susa what are you doing here with your foot pictures and your daughter you know like what are you doing here and and i knew I, i didn't i didn't want to give up i was giving you know i was continuing and 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 it was for something and and i found out today like never give up I mean really it's so beautiful thank you so much thank you you're in the perfect place and I would hate to see you go and take one of those Instagram classes that's like every Tuesday you have to post one of these and every Wednesday like that your brain doesn't need that your brain needs exactly what it got today from Sally and the world needs your work however you choose to share that thank you Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone. The comments are incredible. Ziza, I know you're not going to get time to read them all right now, but they will, they'll be uploaded in Facebook as a document. And if you need them any other way, do let us know so you can make sure you read everybody's lovely words. Same for you, Lindsay, as well. Thank you, guys. I know we're over time again. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for joining us and thank you for your vulnerability. 
and we will all speak very very soon lots of love everyone bye everyone